Hey, good morning, Alliance Rockstars. Today is Thursday, November 21st, and this is the WBBF call uh, for Robert's Rockstars. Um, this is Russ Little from the St. Louis Hotspot. And for those of you who don't know, I'm direct to Hal and Ellen Rosen, and of course, a member of the fabulous Robert's Rockstars organization. In fact, I'd like to thank Hal and Ellen, uh, Paul and Tamara Roberts, and of course, Andy and Jane Albright for the opportunity that I have been given not only to host this call, but also to change my life and create a better, more purpose-driven life for myself and my daughter, Ellie. Um, you may know I came to this organization from the automotive industry and where I did car sales and management for about 10 years. I also train and teach judo, which I've been doing for about 37 years now. I'm a fifth degree black belt in judo, and I'm proud to say that in my judo world, they call me Sensei Russ. <laughs> um, today, uh, we're going to talk about the in-home presentation using the ATM. And I'm also going to share a little bit about what we've learned and are doing here when the person just won't pick up the telephone or worse yet, didn't uh, leave a valid telephone number. Uh, of course, what we're talking about is door knocking. And uh, if you're not doing it, you're leaving money on the table. And worse yet, you're selfishly leaving family members unprotected. Now, how do you say that you're trying to have fun, make money and make a difference if you're letting that happen? Now, like most, if not all, of what we share here on the call, none of what I'm about to say or share with you is stuff that I came up with myself. Uh, the Alliance, after all, is a copy-and-paste organization, so why would I try to reinvent the wheel? Uh, after all, we have a door-knock expert right at my home hotspot. And if you've never heard Ellen Rosen do the door-knock script, you owe it to yourself to get in front of her when she's showing it sometimes. She's amazing at it. In fact, when you run into her at NatCom in January, go up to her and tell her that Russ said that if you asked nicely, she would perform it for you. And guys, it is a performance. Um, guys, according to Hal, during the long, longer summer days, uh, door knocks account for about 50% of their total production, and that's not too shabby. Uh, in Hal's own words, if they're not answering the phone for you, then they're probably not answering it for anybody else either. Okay, what does the script sound like? Well, it starts like this. Knock, knock. Hi, Robert. Hi, Robert. I'm Russ. Uh, you filled out this slip and then show him the lead with his handwriting. And I was helping one of your neighbors over there, waving your hand in the general direction of the other houses. Uh, I'm the manager in this area, and Robert, I knew that this was important to you because you took the time to fill this out to protect your family, so I brought it along with me. Now, I'm a little short on time right now, but do you have about 10 minutes for me so that I can show you this information and answer any questions you might have? You'll usually get a response like, yeah, I guess, but just to make sure everybody's there, I say, okay, great. Is Linda here too? Uh, well, actually, she's at the grocery store and won't be back for another half an hour. Okay, that works out better for me because I really need to get to my next appointment. Now, if I came back in another 45 minutes to an hour, should she be back by then? Yeah, she should be back by then. Okay, I'll see you in about an hour. And guys, that's it. 
It's really that simple. Remember, just like when setting an appointment on the phone, your goal is simply to get in the house, not to do any selling on the porch. And once you get in the house, the in-house presentation is exactly the same as normal. Uh, now here, we door knock during gaps in our appointments. They're great for when you got a no-show, but your next appointment isn't for 90 minutes. And you're in the area anyway. So let's say now it's an hour later and I'm back at the house. I get out of the car. I have a big old smile on my face as I close the car door and I give a big old wave in the general direction of the house because I like to assume that someone is looking out the front window at me when I'm walking up to the house and the wave shows that I see them and hey guys, we're getting acquainted even before I get up to the door. I have on more than one occasion had somebody said, I probably wouldn't answer the door, but then I saw you waving. The door opens and I greet whoever opens the door, shake their hand and tell whoever it is that in our house, we leave the shoes at the door. And I ask them if that's okay. Now they'll either gladly accept the offer or let you know it's not necessary. Now, the reason that I ask goes back to something that I learned during my time selling cars with a big old 6'5 African-American guy named Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay, a good friend of mine, is a very successful car guy, and he once told me that you should never do something for a customer without letting them know that you're doing it. Because if you do, you won't get credit for it. <laughs> In this case, by asking, you help the customer avoid what is often an uncomfortable request on their part to have you remove your shoes. And if they tell you it's not necessary, you still get credit for the offering. In either case, it helps you to start the relationship process building. The next step is to do what you need to do to get to the kitchen table. Remember, when you first arrive, you are company in their eyes, and you don't want to stay company too long. You want to become friends. Heck, you want to become family. And guys, family sits at the kitchen, not in the living room and not in the dining room. When offered a seat in the living room, I always say, would it be possible to sit at the kitchen table? Hey, they call this thing, pointing at my bag, a laptop but it really doesn't work on my lap very well. On the way to the kitchen, I find something in their house that I can make a sincere, heartfelt compliment on or, inqu or inquiry about. Now guys, don't be fake here. People can sense fake and it'll hurt you, not help you. If their house is a dump, don't tell them how beautiful it is. But no matter what, I've always been able to find a picture of a grandchild, an old picture of them, a bowling trophy, a curio cabinet, or something that I can comment on and I usually get a smile. Now, once I get to the kitchen table, I put, in my case, the husband at the head of the table. I put his wife at his left hand and me at his right. Although I'm left-handed, so if you're right-handed, you might feel it's easier to be on the other side. After five or 10 minutes, sometimes more, of rapport building, I usually bring out the lead, confirm who filled it out, and I ask them why they filled it out. The first answer you get is usually a throwaway answer, so you're usually going to need to d dig deeper. It kind of goes like this. Uh, Robert, you told me that you're the one who filled this out. Why'd you do it? Well, I just wanted to know more about it. And why is that? I wanted to know if this would be good for us. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, I wanted to know if we could afford it. Yes, but why do you want it? So that if something happened to me, Linda and the kids would be able to keep the house. Okay, so you mean that if you died, it'd be difficult for Linda to pay for the house on her income alone? 
Yeah, probably. Linda, let me ask you, if Robert didn't come home last night, could you make the house payment next month? She'll usually say something like, well, next month, yeah, probably. Okay, how about the month after that? Well, that might be difficult. And the month after that? It'd probably start to get a little tough by then. Okay, I see. Well, let me ask you, before I got here today, what was your backup plan? I mean, if something did happen, what would you have done? Well, I think there's a little equity in the house, so I guess I could have sold the house and moved in with my mom. Would you have been okay with that? Well, you got to do what you got to do. True. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we work together to put together a plan that fits into your budget, and if worse comes to worse, you and the kids would be able to keep the house and give both of you some peace of mind. How does that sound? Great. And that's when I opened the ATM for the first time. Um, one thing that we hear over and over in our hotspot, and it is no question about it, the, uh, the gosh honest truth, is that if you can't get to the person's why, you might as well pack up and go home. Okay? This is an emotional process. It is not a logical process. If it was a logical process, instead of sending the form um, in the mail that they fill out in return, we would actually just send the application. Okay? This requires you to have them remember why it is that they've requested this information. All right, so we're ready to start the ATM presentation. So I set the ATM down on the table. I don't like to have it standing up. I know it's a flip chart, but I like to set it down on the table facing uh, them. And, uh, and I say, hey, guys, this is what I use to keep me, uh, keep me on track. First, if I didn't tell you already, the company is the Alliance. The Alliance is a group of about 5,000 agents across the country. And what we do is we come out and help people just like yourselves that filled out that little form and we help them protect their family's home with mortgage protection, their lives with life insurance, and their retirement with safe money retirement programs. Our company's hiring, by the way, so if you know somebody who's looking for an opportunity to earn a little extra income, either part-time or full-time, let me know about them. Sound good? And then I flip to the About Me page, which is mislabeled. It's really not about me. It's about them. And I get to that just about as quickly as I can. I usually start off by saying, guys, like I said before, my name is Russ Little, and I've lived in St. Louis my entire life. I have an amazing 15-year-old daughter named Ellie. And that's pretty much the last thing I say about myself. From there, I transition to, what about you guys? Do you have any kids? Did you grow up around here? And I'll say, yeah, we both went to high school about two miles from here. And I'll say, wow, that's crazy. I bet you've seen a lot of changes over the years, haven't you? And I let them talk about the changes. Um, then I get more personal by asking, how long have you guys been together? After they tell me, and pretty much no matter how long they say, whether it's two years or 20 years, I say, wow, that's fantastic. Congratulations. But tell me, who chased who? Guys, every relationship has a story. If you can get them to remember their story and tell you their story, you've gone a long way to get them to like you. And if they like you, they'll listen to you and they'll consider what you have to say. The second About Me page has some pretty pictures, but mostly here I just say, here's some pictures of my family and here's a copy of my license. I guess if the state trusts me, maybe you can too. And then I chuckle a little. Usually they do too. 
The next page is the carrier's page. And if you handle this page correctly, you can eliminate about 50% of your objection, objections before they even get close to talking about price. This is what I say. Here are the companies I represent. We use about 16 different carriers. And why that's important to you is that it means I can do the shopping for you and find the best plan and the best pricing for your particular situation. Now, the odd thing is that this industry is so highly regulated that there won't be much difference in price from company to company, assuming you're getting the same thing. But what will change is which companies will cover you in your particular situation. But don't worry too much about that. It's my job to know about that. Sound good? I'll also ask if they recognize any of the companies on the page. And no matter which one they point out, it's usually AIG or Transamerica or Mutual of Omaha. Um, but no matter which one they point out, I usually say, hey, that's one of our best companies. And I also mention that of all the companies on the page, most are over 100 years old. They have A or A-plus ratings, and each of them is known for paying claims quickly. Now, the next page in my ATM may be reversed from yours, but for me, the next page is the page that says what is mortgage protection or what is final expense, depending on uh, what I'm running. Um, now, for you, it might be the your financial picture page. Now, the reason I do the what is page first is because I found that it's easier to ask the other questions when the client has a better understanding of what it is they're buying. For mortgage protection, I ask if they've ever had mortgage protection before. The answer is usually no, but either way, I make the following statement. Great. There are basically two types of mortgage protection. I like to call them the old type and the new type. The old type is the type that used to be sold by your lender. Its focus was on protecting the bank's loan. You basically check a box during the loan process, and the premium was added to your loan payment. If you died, it paid off the balance of the loan. The problem was that you were paying based on your loan amount at the time you took it out. But if you died 10 years later or later, it would only pay off your balance at that time, no matter what that balance is. And that means if you took out a loan for $150,000, if you died 10 years later and it would only pay off the balance of the loan, which might only be $100,000, depending on if you're making extra payments or not. Uh, and that's even though you continue to make premium payments based on the original loan amount. Now, that doesn't seem very fair, does it? But I guess something is better than nothing. Wouldn't you agree? That last part is really important. It's going to come up later. Now, with a new type, you get the protection from a company like ours. Our focus is not on the bank, but rather on your family. So with us, in 10 years, if the balance of the loan was, say, 100000 and you originally took out protection to cover your $150,000 loan, your family would still receive the $150,000, and they would get to keep the extra $50,000. Now, that seems way better, doesn't it? And eventually, they'll nod their uh, invariably, they'll nod their head and say, yeah, it does. So, guys, if you're not already having this conversation with your clients, make sure that you do. Um, it'll put... Every lender who's ever ta uh, talked to them about mortgage uh, protection in doubt, and it'll sway the argument uh, your way instead of the bank's uh, way. Now you're ready for the financial picture page. And as you show this page, it's a good time to break out your green sheet and use it to record your answers. What I say here is this is the information I need in order to choose the right company for you. 
And then add, don't worry, information that I gather here is protected the same as it is at your doctor's office. We only use it to get you approved and only share it with the insurance company that we submit your information to. Now, guys, I'm not going to go through all of the bullet points on this page, but I'll simply say that if a question shows up on the page, ask it. Doing so will make your green sheet work easier and will also keep you from making the silly mistakes like getting to the end of the application and finding out your client is on parole. And yes, I've done it. Now that you've gathered all the information, now it's time to do the most important step in the process. And that step is to make your call from the home. Now, before you do, tell your client that you're doing it and do so without giving up any credibility on your end. Simply tell them, hey, you have a pretty good idea of which way you want to go, but you'd like to check with a senior underwriter to make sure that it makes the most sense. And this is how that call may go. My first call was Dr. Phil, so uh, I'll, I'll tell you what I told him. Hi, Phil. Uh, Phil, this is Russ Little, and I'm sitting here with my good friends Robert and Linda, and we're looking at mortgage protection on their $150,000 loan. Now, Robert is 41 and Linda is 35, and both of them are in generally good health, with Robert taking only one medication for cholesterol. Uh, Linda didn't have any medical uh, issues other than gestational diabetes during uh, the pregnancy with the twins, and they're eight years old now. I have an idea of what I want to do for them, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Now, this time, Phil or whoever your upline has you set up to call will guide you down the correct path. If they have a follow-up question that you don't already have the answer to, simply say, that's a good question, and very matter-of-factly ask your clients the question and report back. An example might be that Phil asks you if there were any com uh, complications associated with the high cholesterol, such as a stroke or heart attack. You would simply say, that's a great question. Hey, Robert. Were there any complications associated with your high cholesterol, such as a stroke or heart attack? It's just that simple. If possible, try to avoid making mistakes like, oh, uh, I, I don't know, uh, Robert, did you ever have a heart attack? Okay, guys, the bottom line is the first time I went out, I sat with three people, I sold two of them, and to say that I didn't know anything would be an understatement. The call from the home is critical. Remember the rule, pick up the phone or pick up a check, preferably both. Now here's a pro tip, write your numbers. When it's time to present your numbers, write your numbers on the back of the lead sheet, not a separate sheet of paper. It'll keep people from asking to keep it. After you've presented the numbers, and I always pre uh, uh, present three different plans, I simply ask the client one simple question. Which one works best? Then I shut up. One of two things will happen here. Either they'll choose a plan, or possibly two if it's one for the husband and one for the wife, or they'll give you some sort of objection. Either way, now you know where you stand. If it's an objection, the most common is we have to think about it, but sometimes it might be something else. But in my experience, no matter what the objection, it always comes down to one of three things. They can't afford it, they don't think they need it, or they don't like you. <laughs> In either case, come up with a less expensive plan, present those numbers, and remind them that as long as this fits your budget, like we said earlier, it's better to have something than to have nothing. Do you still agree? Now you know why I considered that important earlier. So in either case, once the client makes a choice, confirm that that was what you were thinking too. But then add, 
are now, are you sure you'll be able to make this payment each month? And if they show hesitation, give them a chance to choose a lesser amount, even if it's not one of the ones that you showed them initially. It shows that you're not trying to sell them as much as, uh, as possible. And remember, this policy does no one any good if the client cancels on it after month three because of a large gas bill. Once we're agreed on the correct plan, it's time to start the paperwork. Circle their choices and say, I'll just need your driver's license to get started. And if they get up to get their license, you're in the home stretch. Guys, once you're done with the paperwork, continue through the ATM. You fill out your ERS. You offer a prescription card. You try one more time to recruit from the home. And one more thing. Before you leave, make one more phone call to your senior underwriter. Let them know that what you've done and ask them if you've forgotten anything. Guys, Andy tells us before we need, we need to pick up a check or pick up the phone, and I firmly believe that you should do both. All right, well, that's my time for today. I know that many of you need to get dialing. And if you have a question for me regarding anything I mentioned today, you can either post it on band or call or text me on my cell phone, which is 314-498-9977. Now, uh, coming up next week, it I believe it's George Andershock, and he's one of my faves. But, uh, guys, you know the WBBF calls are every Wednesday and every Thursday morning. Um. You should be on those calls, and gosh knows your people should be on those calls. Uh, thank you all for your time today. This is Russ Little from St. Louis signing off.